This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so happy to be with you. I'm not actually live today because I am uh, at the airport at the time of our broadcast. So I'm pre-recording the day before. And nonetheless, we're going to start as we always do with a prayer and a blessing. Ah, so let's take that breath of love and gratitude and be so, so grateful, so grateful. So we place our hand on our heart. We remind ourselves that we're wholeheartedly choosing love. We're choosing to be awake and alert to the opportunities to be loving, simply be loving. This is our spiritual practice, being loving. As we take this breath of love and gratitude and we affirm that we are wholly interested in being our true selves, we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and we recognize the unity of all life and we're grateful for this. We're grateful to remember that we are one. This is our wholeness. This is our perfection. This is our abundance. This is our prosperity. This is our everything. And we're grateful to accept it, to allow it, and to be it right now. We truly share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. (sighs) So, we are off and running in that prayerful high vibration. And I have a guest for you today, yay. Uh, I'm very excited to welcome Mary Gerard Lenin on the show. Welcome, Mary. Hello, Jennifer. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad you're here with us. You're doing such beautiful work, and uh, I've known Mary for, I guess, about a year and a half now. We met in January last year when I flew out to St. Louis to facilitate a one-day workshop for leaders of study groups in the St. Louis area, and uh, Mary was there, and so I became acquainted with her then, and then I got a huge, yummy dose of her at the Chicago A Course in Miracles conference in uh, April this year. And uh, Mary was the kickoff uh, speaker, and she did such a brilliant and beautiful job of it. Very inspiring. 
And I've asked her to be on the show today because she offers some wonderful inspirational practice and support for people who want to deepen their practice in really easy ways. You know, that's me. It's all about living it, putting it into practice. We can read that book until our eyes fall out of our head. We can memorize it, but that does not help us at all. Right, Mary? I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and because and, I've, I've had so many conversations with Course in Miracles teachers, and it's generally agreed that some of the most um, studious Course in Miracles students, the ones who can quote it backwards and forwards, some of them would rather beat you to death with the book than just <laughs> be loving. There's like, really, it's funny. We have to laugh about it because that's just how the ego goes. The ego says, I'm going to live a course. Of, I'm going to practice a course of miracles by memorizing it, but it just doesn't work that way. So, and by by preaching it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so that's part of why I really love and am inspired by your work, Mary. So first, I just want to ask you, um, you've written a few books, you have the pause for inspiration, you have your beautiful iPhone app, We'll, we'll get into all of those details later. But let's just go back to the beginning. How did you discover A Course in Miracles? Ah, um... It was in 1996, and I was at, was attending in Omaha, Nebraska, a Sandra Ray Loving Relationships training. And she spoke that weekend about what true forgiveness means from A Course in Miracles. And I knew that she was speaking something true. So after that weekend, I went to the bookstore to buy A Course in Miracles, and I was a graduate student at the time at Washington University here in St. Louis School of Medicine. I was in the occupational therapy program, seeking a master's degree there, and uh, so I was a student with no money. (laughs) So I get to the bookstore, and I see that A Course in Miracles costs $40. So I'm like, oh, well, that's not going to happen. That was just not there. Those funds weren't there for me at that moment. So uh, two years later, I was, uh, uh, I had been involved in something called an art of living in which we'd get together every week and we would practice Kriya Yoga and Mm. chanting and uh, listen to the knowledge from Guruji Ravi Shankar and uh, get up and dance during the chanting. And we were, uh, we'd be at a different person's house every week. And so we were at John Hutkin's house in St. Louis, Missouri, that particular uh, week. And John, at that point in time, for already, I think, 20 years, had been hosting a regular Friday night Course in Miracles group in his home. So he invited us to come to his Friday Night Course in Miracles group. And a couple weeks later, I showed up for that. And that, uh, through John Hutkin, who is my significant other now of of 15 years, um, is how I begin to dip my toes into the lake known as A Course in Miracles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which you, which never ends. It's a, it's a deep, deep lake, and uh, you go the deeper you go, the higher you ascend. Right? It's constant descend, yeah. ascend, descend, ascend. 
descending, ascending. So that was, uh, and I've been um, studying the Course ever since, and um, like many, I have had um, my disheartening moments with it, and I uh, literally several years ago took all of my course books over and threw them in a trash dumpster somewhere because I never wanted to read them again. <laughs> I just I'd had it. Um, and, of course, what I'd really had it with was not A Course in Miracles, but my ego's interpretation of A Course in Miracles and mm. resistance of A Course in Miracles. And I didn't know that at the time. Um, I didn't know that it was just my ego saying, no, 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 no. You are not going to be happy. You're not going to forgive. You're not going to accept that uh, you are who you are as God created you. I've got other plans for you. That's the ego. <laughs> and, of course, the miracles is not included in that. Uh, and I, so I was, um, yeah, so in and out with the course, but um, here I am. Here I am again. Well, obviously, you know, sometimes we have those um, bumps in the road. And what I have come to recognize is that they are profound moments of deep learning. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was just reviewing some events in my life for more learning and really realizing what the ego will call failure is actually just a learning opportunity. There's just no failure. There's just more learning, deeper learning, constant learning. And uh, I don't, I don't know that. See, my perception is God can't fail. God cannot fail. How could God fail? Failure is, is a judgment, really. You might not succeed in the way you thought, but divine grace is always there to help you see the benefit of that moment. Even if there was a higher choice, divine grace will help you harvest the wisdom from your lesser choice if you're willing. And whether you decide to harvest that wisdom now or later does not matter. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just relating to what you're saying about... um so if somebody has done that, they've they've thrown the book out, they've ripped it, made a bonfire of it or something like that, um, just say, well, that was then, and let me begin again. Well, we do. We do begin again every single moment. I think that's why in The Mentor Within, uh, one of the things the mentor said to me is that I am here to help people up the first step, like the Boy Scouts. And... Um, and what that first step simply means is that in every moment I begin again, no matter how advanced I think I am or how many years I've studied or, or any of that, um, every moment is the first step. Uh, the, op- the opportunity, as you said, to return again and again to the divine grace that's always present and here with us now. And, um, you know, you use the word, Jennifer, which is, the key word, the longer I'm on this, um, this path, uh, which is the path of, of life and grace and also the experience of being human in this body, wor- uh, earth world, uh, and that word is willingness. Um, and what I am discovering is that it's all willingness. It's just willingness, willingness, mm-hmm. willingness to get out of the way. When I was, um, 
you know, when you asked me about my history with the Course, something that just uh, floated into my mind was that after uh, spending about four years, four years with the Course and feeling frustrated, um, I took an extended pause and uh, went through a program called the Spiritual Exercises of St. Ignatius, who was a Christian mystic. And it was a nine-month program, but it was done in the world, so you didn't leave your job or your home or your family or anything. But you committed daily to at least a couple of hours of meditation and reading over scripture, and it was all given to you in these spiritual exercises, what to read, and the focus was the scripture in the Old Testament and New Testament. But it was all focused on not like a Bible study, but on... uh, coming to the scripture anew, again, a first step, beginning anew again, and just resting there with Holy Spirit and asking to be shown what does this mean and what does this mean for me at this moment and point in my life and what does this mean for my, um, my service and connectedness um, here in this world. And so after going through that nine months program and having this whole new experience, um, a way of looking at the scripture, I then, well that was when I began writing The Mentor Within, but I also was in the shower one day and decided to pop in A Course in Miracles tape and I started listening to the course, Mm -hmm. which by the way is a very different experience. Listening to the course uh, is a very different experience and I'm actually finding it more digestible to listen to the course um, Mm -hmm. than to read it. It's it's really helpful. So anyway, so this was like 10 years ago and I'm listening to the course and I'm in the shower and I just start laughing and laughing and laughing. I can't stop laughing because what used to sound like Japanese now made total perfect sense. It all made perfect sense. And from that point on, the Course has made sense to me. I've understood it. Now, I haven't, I've had trouble accepting parts of it. I maybe didn't follow it, didn't agree with it or whatever, but I understood what it said because the Course is actually very clear. You know, it's not hard to understand. Uh, And the reason, the reason that I'm sure that I was suddenly able, quote unquote, suddenly able to understand it is that I had spent the previous nine months uh, totally committed to pausing and listening to the Holy Spirit. And it just happened to be with the scriptures, but I was pausing and letting the Holy Spirit into my mind. So, um, so, but that was all willingness. That was all willingness. And that's the teaching that Holy Spirit is giving me, um, especially really powerfully and just even the past week I'm just seeing so clearly because I had a I had an experience. I don't know if you want me to go on with this or you have another question, but um Keep going, yeah, had, it's beautiful. Okay. Okay. Because I had, you know, we talk a lot about willingness and and really what does that mean? <laughs> and uh, exactly. I did share at the you know, what does that mean, willingness? Because a lot of times I think I'm willing, you know, yeah I'm willing, you know. Um but uh, I think one of the things I mentioned at the Chicago conference was that Holy Spirit revealed to me, was t- uh, sharing with me about being and doing and how these are not two separate things, being and doing. 
and uh, began talking to me about what is required to tap into my being and to experience being while doing. And those two things were willingness and humility. And Holy Spirit explained that willingness is the is claiming the right to be who I am as God created me. Mm. Now that really blew my mind because yeah. I thought I thought, oh, well now I'm much more inspired to be willing, because what willingness really is, it's not just the sacrifice or, okay, I'll give up my thought or, okay, this sounds like a good idea, I'll try willingness. Willingness is exercising the right to be who I am as God created me. Now, who wouldn't do that? I mean, the ego won't do that, right? It's the one thing the ego won't do. The the, the ego will uh, read all kinds of books, write all kinds of books, as you said, go to conferences, study, analyze, all this kind of stuff, meditate, contemplate, on and on and on and on. The ego is is totally happy to participate in all of the spiritual programs, but the ego will not be willing, and uh, it won't be willing simply because it is um, it doesn't know how to be willing. The ego is just trying to you know keep itself alive because it thinks that's all there is. Um, so, so true. I, I yeah, and I so and it's and so I was really excited to hear that willingness was uh, simply claiming your right to be, and and that humility was exercising your right uh, to allow exercising your right to allow, to allow another way, to allow the Holy Spirit to enter. So um, a couple of weeks ago, um, things have been going pretty well between my mother and I. Those who go back to reading The Mentor Within know I share a lot in there about the very difficult relationship I've had with my mother because of projecting all of my stuff onto her. And... um, and so we've been doing really well, though. Lots of healing in my relationship with my mother. We had a moment about a month ago of just pure joy. I just I sat there in the pizza joint and I looked at her, and I just started practicing the four decisions, which we'll get to the pause for inspiration. The four decisions, and I began seeing like through and beyond her, beyond and through her body, her mother role, her just as Josephine and blah, 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 blah. And I and this joy just erupted be, behind all of that. And my mom uh, just started laughing, and, uh, and I started laughing, and this whole joy erupted. Um, and then a couple weeks after that, a whole different experience showed up. Uh, are we going to break here? Is that what that we are to going to break. We have some time on the music. And I, I'm so, so glad that you got to share that because I, I too, have had, had a total transformation in my relationship with my mother, which was the most challenging relationship in my life. And, mm-hmm. um, me, me, me as well. And when we come back, I'll share with you the little uh, experience of unwillingness. It was very interesting. <laughs> Okay, perfect. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Mary Gerard Lenahan, and you can check out her website at pauseforinspiration.org, pauseforinspiration.org. You're listening to A Course in Miracles at Unity Online Radio, and we will be right
Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I'm here. My guest today is Mary Gerard Lenahan. I'm having a few guests this week. Some are, some are fun with friends and loved ones. Gary Renard is next week. We had Cindy Laura Renard and her family last week. And uh, I also would like to mention that a couple of things, a couple of announcements. Uh, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to the people who... Uh, volunteered to test my iPhone app. We've got all the testers we need. We're testing away and uh, very happy about that. So this iPhone app, we're it's uh, A Course in Miracles iPhone app. So basically it's just the text and the workbook and the manual for teachers. And uh, we've made it as beautiful and easy and as sophisticated as we possibly can. We're still adding bells and whistles to it, literally bells and whistles, because it's going to have really great reminders. So you can set your reminders to help you practice the workbook and you'll be able to do all kinds of functions with it. And uh, we've been asking people, what, what do you, what would you like in an iPhone app? Now, the great thing is too, we're making it for Android. We're making it for iPads and for all of you people who don't have a smartphone or an iPad, but you have a computer, you can use it on your computer too. And uh, there's a lot to love about it. Also, I would like to make the announcement, um, if you don't already know, at livingacourseinmiracles.com, we're now offering study group support. So if you are a study group leader, but you'd like some more support, maybe you've got some sticky situations in your group or you want to improve your group in some way. Uh, we are having once a month calls. We've created an archive. We've got a couple of calls in there already. And uh, in those calls, you can ask questions in writing or on the phone or by Skype. And so I think we're going to be doing a call the next study group leader called this weekend. Uh, so stay tuned. You can go and register for that at livingacourseinmiracles.com. It's one of the things that we offer there. Remember that membership at livingacourseinmiracles.com is totally free. And you can list your study group there if you have one. We have a study group listing. It's growing all the time. And so people are using that to search for study groups and... Uh, what else did I want to tell you? Oh, we're also inviting all the Course in Miracles teachers that we can think of to list their events there so we can have one global calendar for all the Course in Miracles teachers to list their events because it just, it occurred to me last, just about a year ago, uh, I was telling David Hoffmeister, I said, you know, the very idea that you would go all the way to China or Russia or Germany or any of us would go somewhere that we don't normally go and that there would be avid Course in Miracles students there in that country or in that area and they wouldn't know because they haven't heard of that teacher yet. If we have a global calendar, then uh, people can find more events. So all of that, it's 
it's expanding every day at livingacourseofmiracles.com. And, of course, all of it is free. So please join us, take advantage of it, and uh, share it with friends. And the iPhone app, the iPad, Android app, that whole app, it's going to be totally free as well, giving that away as well. So now I'm back here with Mary Gerard Lanahan. And Mary, you've written, I know you want to pick up your story there, but I just want to ask you first, mm-hmm. you've, you've written several books. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've written Pause for Inspiration, and um, I'm not sure if I know how to pronounce it. Winnie Who Now? Is that a book, or is that um, Well, just... Winnie Who Now is an audio book. Audio book. And uh, it's uh, Winnie Who Now Inspired to be Truly Helpful, and actually a part of the new book, Pause for Inspiration, is that Winnie Who Now Inspired to be Truly Helpful audiobook in writing, uh, though it's, there's been some editing and there's been some experiential practices added throughout the book, especially in the whole relationships section. And what happened, I was, I was getting a lot of uh, emails and calls from people saying, I love listening to this Winnie Who CD, Mary, but like there's so much on it. It's like, could you write this down somewhere? <laughs> uh, so uh, that is written in the Pause for Inspiration material. And, and there's in the Pause for Inspiration book, there's also two um, new sections that I received from the Holy Spirit um, on the four decisions going into detail about the four decisions, about what it really means. It takes it step by step, line by line. Um, And then a whole section on living health, being alive and well, which is health based on experiencing health, which is um, truly forgiveness. Living and practicing forgiveness is health. Yes, it is. Um, Yeah, and then the the first book was uh, The Mentor Within, Let Yourself. Be seen, and that was 10 years ago, and that's a series of conversations with the Holy Spirit, the mentor within. Actually, I'm seeing it now that I really was interviewing the Holy Spirit. Uh, It's kind of an interview with Holy Spirit. And then the second book, Jennifer, was Visions of Illumination, Seeing with the Heart of God, and that came in 2009 um, after I had interviewed the Holy Spirit for a period of nine months for the mentor within. Um, it was like Holy Spirit had shined a light on my mind <clears throat> and I saw just how judgmental I was. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine oh, that. yeah. Uh, and so Visions of Illumination, <laughs> Visions of Illumination is a series of short stories about just being out and about in the world and looking at my judgments and asking Holy Spirit, how would you have me see this differently? Uh, it's a powerful book. It hasn't gotten much attention. Uh, really, it hasn't gotten much of my attention, to be perfectly honest. I haven't been, haven't put it out there that much. You can buy it through uh, Pathways of Light, Mary and Robert Stolting, Pathways of Light. But, and I still don't have it on Amazon yet. Or you can contact me and I'll get it to you. Uh, but it's, it's a powerful book filled with some very deep teachings. And um, I've had people... Um, uh, you know, come up to me and ask me, well, when are you going to teach from that book? And so, uh, but I'll get around to it. It'll happen. But those are the three books and then the Winnie Who Inspired to be Truly Helpful audio, audio book. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Pause for Inspiration yes. and the Four Decisions, but you had a story about, did you say unwillingness? 
real quick about unwillingness. Yeah, I had this great, you know, joy experience with my mother. She, we weren't even doing anything but sitting there eating a, you know, a piece of pizza, and all this joy erupted, and she kept saying, suddenly she started saying, Mary, I'm having such a good time. I'm having such a good time. I mean, out of nowhere. And then, mm. um, and then even the next day she called me, which she doesn't do. My mother doesn't usually call me, and says, Mary, I had, I had so much fun last night. I have never had such a good time. And I knew what had happened was I had made a decision in my mind and got the help from the Holy Spirit, um, and she was set free of my judgments of her. And yes. that's why her and I both moved into this um, this fountain of joy, is I had set her free of my judgments of her. Now, I just have to, tell, I have judge- to say, yeah. Mary, I just have to say, yeah. I, the same thing happened with me and my mom. Uh-huh. So it was different. We weren't sitting there having pizza, but, but, um, <laughs> but that's, that's exactly what I did is I set us both free by releasing my judgments of my mother and my judgments of myself in relationship to my mother. And I just said, what's past is past. I'm going to have a relationship with my mother now that is not based on the past. And I really, was able to recognize that my relationship with my mother was my relationship with myself because there's only the one. And even though my mom was dying at the time and she was very physically challenged, we had so much joy and so much love. It was unbelievable. So I just want to say it's never too late. And even if your mom has passed on or whoever you might be like to have a joyful relationship with, even if they've passed on, they're eternal. We're all eternal and we're all one. So never give up on that relationship because that relationship, you, you, you might think you can get out of it. You can never get out of it. Because where where are you going to go? If we're all one, how are you going to get out of that relationship? So be fully in the relationship. You may not want to talk to them anymore, but just still remain fully in the relationship until your heart is at peace with it. And the only way to do that is to drop the judgments. So thank you. Go ahead. Absolutely. That those relation that relationship is our path is your path to God until yes. it is filled. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for adding that. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's what the experience I'm having with my mother. So I, I know that that is, is true. Uh, so two weeks later, I, uh, took back that judgment and started judging her and <laughs> again, <laughs> and, and we didn't, we did not have such a good day. Now, just last week, we had the most wonderful day together again. So there, when, what happened in between those times is because we had dropped into a, some difficult moments is the next morning I was, uh, sitting at breakfast and I just had on my mind that we had, had a rough day the day before and I was judging her and she was judging me uh, and I just began praying I said you know I'm willing I'm willing to forgive my mother I'm tired of praying about this I'm tired of the judgment on and on and I heard in my mind um, Mary you in fact have not been willing to forgive your mother mm. And in that moment, it was a palpable experience that I really can't put into words, but I, mm-hmm. I experienced in that moment that I, in fact, was unwilling to forgive my mother and to forgive myself and to, 
and all of that. So it was an unwillingness, and I've never had an experience like this, an experience of unwillingness. It wasn't a, it wasn't a feeling of stubbornness or resistance. It was just a fact. The Holy Spirit had pointed out, here's the fact in this moment, Mary. I know you're saying the words, I am willing to forgive my mother, but I'm telling you that you have chosen to be a good daughter in place of forgiving your mother. Mm. Because I am my mother's caregiver and Mm -hmm. I'm one who's responsible for her. And so Holy Spirit just pointed it out in a very loving, gentle way. It's like, here's the deal. You're working really hard at being a good daughter and crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's and blah, blah, blah. And you're doing all that because really, um, I mean, you care about your mom, but you're over-efforting on all of that, and it's ego, 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 because really, you just are unwilling to forgive your mom, to forgive your perceptions of your mother, to forgive yourself and your judgments of your mother. So what a huge help this is. This is when I saw. This is what it comes down to. We, we're either willing or we're unwilling, and that's the whole course. <laughs> I will go that far to say that. The bottom line is I'm either unwilling or I'm willing. And just, it is what it is. Uh, You know, Um, I'm really, really grateful you mentioned that because, Mary, I've been teaching uh, forgiveness since 99, mm -hmm. uh, 1999. And I've had so many people over the years come to workshops and say, I'm here to forgive this, and I have forgiven it so many times, but for some reason, I, I can't get over it. Right. And I, I, I just say to them, you know what? You, you're saying you forgive, but until you drop the judgment, you haven't actually forgiven. You're still holding okay. on to the judgment. Unforgiveness is judgment. That's all that it is. And... It's the willingness to release that judgment that allows spirit to take it from us. We have to, if you've got a tight grip on something, then how's spirit going to take that from you? You obviously value it. You need it. You want it. You are attached to it. So what you're saying is so helpful to people to just recognize if you're still judging, it still bothers you, you're not willing yet. And let me tell you admitting that and hearing the Holy Spirit just tell me, tell it like it is, which is that you're unwilling. And there was no shame or blame or guilt about me being unwilling. It was just a statement. It was just an observation. I, I, a burden was lifted off of me when I faced what was true for me in that moment, which is that, yeah, you know, I, I have been unwilling. It's really true. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so, and then that really, uh, you know, kind of segues us into pause for inspiration because um, uh, the pause for inspiration and the four decisions, every single, every single decision starts with a statement of I am willing. It's, uh, the, the key of it is willingness, that willingness is the access code that gets us into the uh, relationship with God with inspiration within. And again, pause for inspiration came all in uh, everyday language. doesn't use religious language. So um, It's a beautiful tool, the four decisions. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, 
I'm, I'm going to ask you to describe it, but I also just want to let people yeah. know they can go to pauseforinspiration.org. You will send the cards, the free materials, and also the Pause for Inspiration app is awesome. And uh, it's very simple, very easy to use, and it's great because it has visual and audio components. So if you're if you're having a, a difficult time, or if you just would like to take things up a couple of notches, using Pause for Inspiration is perfect. You can put these cards in your wallet, and you can share them with friends. So tell us, we've got a couple minutes here before the break. If you can begin introducing the four decisions, and then we'll we'll do the rest after the break. Okay. Well, the four decisions came forth from a phrase that runs through the Pause for Inspiration material, Winnie Hugh Now, and that phrase is um, pause, step back, step aside, let inspiration guide. Um, now, I thought that was just a cute little phrase. And someone asked me one day, Mary, what does that really mean? And I said, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of them giving, giving an answer off the top of my cubicle head, in Positive Inspiration, we don't use ego. We use cubicle mind, the cubicle self mind. And so I went within and I asked Holy Spirit, what does this mean? What does that phrase mean? And Holy Spirit said, these are each a decision and proceeded to give me the decisions. Pause is the decision to stop in this moment. Step back is the decision to get out of my own way. Step aside is the decision to invite inspiration within to help. Let inspiration guide is the decision to choose my inspired mind and follow the wisdom of inspiration. And then there's a whole practice on the back of the card and on the back of the Pause for Inspiration book that is how to practice the four decisions. Yeah, it's so sweet and so simple. And uh, when we come back from our break here in uh, just a couple minutes, uh, we're going to go a little bit deeper with this because this is a tool, people, that you can really use. It costs you nothing. And that's, that's what we love is ways to really live these teachings and bring them down into our heart, get out of our head and into our heart so that we can truly live the love and walk the talk so again uh, we're going to come back in just a couple minutes and get a little more insight about the four decisions with Mary here you can go to pauseforinspiration.org right now and you can order your own uh, set of these cards and you can share them with your study group and things like that I also want to mention that if you are having trouble getting over something at jenniferhadley.com, right there on my homepage, there's the free workshop, How to Get Over It. There's no need to suffer. You can get over it. And what I invite you to do is get that How to Get Over It workshop, invite a friend over, do it together. If you've got your Pause for Inspiration for Decision cards, you can have a few friends over and have your own little workshop party. I love yeah, it. Pause, pause party. Pause party. Pause party. There you go. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Mary Gerard Lenahan. We're going to be right back. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio.
have you come here to be? It's a question we all ponder from time to time. Reverend Kelly Isola, host of Spiraling Consciousness, and her co-authors have crafted a guidebook that will take you on a profound journey. If you long for love, peace, and joy, or yearn for commitment, passion, calm, or clarity, this book teaches you that you already have all of these within you. Whatever you long to experience outside of you is an aspect of you wanting to be birthed. Who have you come here to be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation is part daily reader, part spiritual practicum. Drenched in gorgeous imagery, each powerful page invites readers to dance, to leap, to sit still, to stand tall as they ponder the question, Who have I come here to be? Join the journey of self-discovery. Come explore the world within an infinite field of possibilities to discover who have you come here to be. To order your copy of Who Have I Come Here to Be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation, go to www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. That's www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So I'm Jennifer Hadley here. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. I'm with Mary Gerard Lenahan today, and we're talking about the four decisions. And this is a beautiful spiritual practice, very, very simple, that Mary has downloaded for the benefit of humanity, and she's telling us about it. So the four decisions... If you were going to say, Mary, a little bit about your experience of how 
this brings benefit to people because you i know you you've you've given these cards and this practice it's just like on the size of a playing card and uh to people all over the world and people have told you wonderful stories and these are people who are not course miracles people all kinds of people have found a way to be in this deep practice of willingness what, what kinds of things have people told you about using this for their spiritual practice? Well, their sharing is one of experiencing healing with everyday life stuff in the midst of everyday life. So uh, the pause for inspiration for decisions practice is, though it can be used, and I use it as a seated meditation, is meant to be literally applied in the midst of moving through one's activities, when you're in a situation, when you're in a circumstance, when you're in a relationship. Um, And so that's what's a little bit different about them. So we're not setting, we're not compartmentalizing a certain time aside. I mean, you can still do that. And having your meditation and prayer and lesson time. This is uh, the rest of the day that we're not doing that, that we're not seated on a meditation cushion, that we don't have the course book open or whatever. And it helps to commit it to memory. It's a very um, short practice, easy to commit to memory. And that way it's there in the forefront of your mind. So as I'm driving in traffic, as I'm in conversation with someone, as I'm sending an email, as I'm doing the laundry, taking care of my mom, uh, presenting a workshop, whatever I'm doing, that practice, those words are, are in the forefront of my mind and available to me right there in the moment. And they're, uh, they're practical, um, and what people are telling me is that um, they are kind of surprised that um, they can experience forgiveness. Yeah. Right, right there in the moment. That's in the right. Of something that I don't have to think. Boy, I'm going to go home and pray on this tonight, or I'm going to go home and do my lesson, and I'll apply it then. Or and you can do all that. That's all fine. But this is like no, right here, right now, right here, right now. I notice I'm judging the cashier. Okay, I'm going to pause. I'm going to make the decision to get out of my own way. I'm going to come into the awareness of inspiration within, saying, how would how would you have me see this person? And I'll, I'll go through, I'll pick out the whole practice, I'll do the whole practice in my mind, or I'll even just go through those exact four decisions that I gave you, or I'll pick up some phrase from the practice, such as, allow stillness to replace the chatter. Is there another way to see this? Be humbly available to inspiration. I'll just say a few words. And so in that moment, I deal with my judgment, my unforgiveness, right then and there, at the gas station, while I'm balancing the checkbook, you know, while I'm on the elevator with someone, that is how this is meant to be practiced. There is nothing, as the Course is very clear, nothing should be excluded. And the value of the pause for inspiration practice is that it's so simple to practice in the moment and that it also has completely decompartmentalized God. So, and completely decompartmentalized our spiritual practice. 
So that's why it came to me in everyday language, non-religious language. Um, there's a reason for that, because I had images that I was holding on to of God that I was completely unaware of. Even my loving, wonderful images of God, Holy Spirit was saying, even those are getting in the way. Because just when you think you've reached the mountaintop, well, I have something to tell you, you're only halfway up the mountain. There is no <laughs> end. <laughs> there is no end to the spiritual path. So I don't even think about being enlightened or anything, because mm. my experience of this inspiration within is when I had this glimpse of it, is it is huge, and it is expanding, expanding, expanding. It's infinite, 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 infinite. There is no mountaintop. It just keeps expanding. And so what's happening is I apply it to my everyday life situations through these four decisions. I'm getting all day long this, these little glimpses of infinity in my brothers and sisters, in others, and in myself. And I'm seeing that inspiration within wants to help me balance my checkbook, wants to help me to make these decisions about like the silent retreat that we have coming up here in St. Louis in November and we're as a group of us planning it. It's like, you know, we can either all get together and plan this and put forth all of our well-intended ideas and um, or we can really step back and go within and receive the guidance about this silent retreat. Because what it is is the ego compartmentalizes God. Okay, it's got the religious language. God is over here, keeps it in a nice, tidy little bucket over there, and then, okay, now I'll go on about my day. Well, there will be no healing there. <laughs> because this is now saying that God is separate from the rest of my life. Um, there, there's a quote in Pause for Inspiration and, and the Mentor Within. It says, better to have a bad day and eventually come into the presence of inspiration within than to have a good day all on your own. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. Uh, I think I can be having a good day, and the ego's got it all managed in order and under control and being holy and spiritual and everything, but God really had nothing to do with it. And uh, the question is, what do I really want? Do I want inspiration within to truly guide my every moment, or do I want to hold back? I'll take care of this because, oh, I do my job every day, and I know how to do it really well, and I don't need inspiration's help with that. Or, oh, I do my exercise program every day, and I don't need inspiration's help with that. I know exactly what to do. Um, do we know exactly what to do? No. <laughs> we don't. That's what I love. We don't. Where in A Course in Miracles, it talks about saying, decide for me to the Holy Spirit. And what you've, you've brought forth here, Mary, is so, it's just so concise. It's so helpful. And it's a way to really put it into practice. Because if we don't put it into practice, then we don't get the mind training effect. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly, that's exactly right. Because, Jennifer, I have prayed since I was a little girl. Right. I've studied formal meditation and contemplation techniques um, for the last 17 years, and they all have played their part in my healing and opening my mind. But uh, I have to honestly say the biggest leaps and bounds that I'm taking 
are through this practice of pause for inspiration in the midst of everyday life. And the same thing someone could do with their Course in Miracles lesson. Um, but the point is, is it's taken God out of the box for me. So it's I've had to let go of all of my images of what I think holiness is, what I think spirituality is, what I think sacredness is, um, all of that. And because it's saying now, practice it now, practice it here now, practice it here now, practice it here now. Wow. I I feel so inspired. And believe it or not, Mary, we are out of time. It goes well, by... Well, I s- want to say, as you said, yeah, please, people, go. <laughs> go to the website. Get the book for free, Pause for Inspiration. Get the cards for free. And the idea is you get more than one card. You get at least 40 cards when you order because I have to give this to someone. I have to share it with someone else, not to try and, you know, force them to do anything but because as the Course says, I don't know what I have, right? I don't know the gifts I have until I give it. And so this is a way of coming into the awareness of who I truly am. Someone said to me real quick, I, I'm not here to try and heal other people's minds. And I said to him, I said, when I hand this card to the bank teller, my mind is healed. Because in that moment, I see the Christ in her. I see her for who she truly is. And for that split second, we both have just had a glimpse of infinity. That's my experience. That's my experience of sharing this. Beautiful. Card. Yes. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, it's time for us to pray, and I want to thank you, Mary, for being here. I I just love where you speak from and what you share. I love your tools. They're fun. They're beautiful. They're real. They're playful. So get the app, get, get, go to pauseforinspiration.org and also go to livingacourseofmiracles.com where you can also get all these free resources, including support for starting your study group. So let's place our hand on our heart again and take that breath of love and gratitude. We are pausing for inspiration right now. We're saying yes, we are worthy of that inspiration and we're grateful to receive it. We are in the flow of love and we're sharing the benefits of our awakening and our inspiration with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, Jennifer, so much. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being so open and so loving and so willing. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Gary Renard's with us next week. Have a great week, everybody. I love you.